Welcome to Deliberately Developmental Organisations with Adam Coleman. Adam Coleman owns and runs one of Ireland's only DDOs. And at the time of launching his HR software company, HR Locker, Adam did not realise what a deliberately developmental organisation was. However, after having created his ideal company culture, a friend and consultant from a major firm in Ireland informed him that he had indeed created a DDO organically. Adam, who had then crafted his ideal work culture for himself, his family and employees at HR Locker, then realised what his company had become. We at HR Locker have persuaded Adam to finally document and record his lessons learned to inspire other business leaders and allow them to learn how to follow suit and build a DDO culture. Welcome to Deliberately Developmental Organisations. Um, the beginning of my DDO story, or Deliberate Development Organisational story, happened before I knew what DDO was. And it was after I left recruitment and I joined a company called ESAP Digifone, which won the second mobile licence in Ireland. And the very first introduction to it was that we were going to grow very, very quickly. And the HR director and myself decided that we couldn't do this on our own. And it started off with recruitment. And the idea was basically to get an understanding of how we recruit and what we recruit for. Now, simply, most organizations would have ran with a job specification that the manager might write and it might be overseen by HR. But we went a lot deeper than that. And my boss at the time um, sent me over to the UK and I was trained by a company called Development Dimensions International, who are an international consultancy. And what they do is they help organizations to understand the why you recruit people, what you're looking for, and how to hire people using the company behaviors. So that was the very first step of my DDO journey. I spent a week in a place called um, Woburn Green, which is beside Beaconsfield in Buckinghamshire. And it was intense. It was from eight in the morning till half eight at night. And at the end of the week, uh, you had to pitch. And if you didn't pitch correctly or pass their competency framework and learning, um, in theory, they said you couldn't practice, which I think was a bit not probably not true but anyway um but it was a hard one it was an understanding of competencies and how they fit in people management um so when i came back from the uk um i then basically presented my learnings to the senior management team um and the learnings were that ESAT digifone needed to have a core a core behavior framework which they could hire off manage against um reward against um and just in general would, would form the fabric of of how we operated as opposed to what we did and the senior management team and myself basically we came up with three core behaviors uh which were adaptability teamwork and customer focus and everybody in the subsequent five to eight hundred employees were hired against those three behaviors. If they weren't acceptable against those three behaviors, 
they didn't get hired, regardless of how good a Unix administrator they were, or how good a radio engineer they were, or how good a salesperson they were. Yeah. So my job was to take those behaviors, which were um, titles, definitions, and now what we say is what good looks like, but at the time, I think it was called behavioral indicators, um, and to train every single person and manager in the business uh, on on this segment and how to hire using the ESAT Digiphone behaviors. Uh, it worked out really well. Um, uh, it, everybody bought into them very quickly. We we're a young and dynamic organization and we were absolutely flying it. And then we subsequently extended that to using those behaviors in performance management because we expressed to all the management team and all of the team leaders and everybody who's involved in recruitment and people management that your your first interview with an ESET Digiphone or in the company is actually, in fact, your first review. Okay, so that feedback from an interview was part of the induction program mm -hmm. in ESET Digiphone. This is how we built it. So that was my first opening to what a deliberate development organization was, or at least some of the tools in regards to that. Anyway, let's spin it forward to um, 2004 when I set up my own company. I saw how, how managing companies through behaviors, or now as we call them principles, was effective. So I said, when I set up HR Interventions Limited as a HR consulting company, um, I set out marking ours down. And, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Our, our behaviors were, we change it from adaptability to flexibility. Big change, huh? Um, we then moved to teamwork. But I didn't think customer focus was a huge, important factor for us at this stage of our development. Mm -hmm. So rather than customer focus, I developed a, another uh, behavior or principle called initially initiative and delivery and and then subsequently change that to an initiative and execution because it made more sense now i didn't necessarily involve a huge amount of the existing team because it was only two of us <laughs> in the creation of this but it became a hallmark of what we were going to do going forward mm -hmm. Again, we hired against flexibility, initiative and execution, and teamwork for the subsequent members of staff. And we built that into the performance piece that we were actually doing, and we didn't know what a DDO was at the time. So between 2004 and 15, uh, we talked about this all the time. And we built further ones. And, and how I changed the, the, the way we operated was I got the people involved in, in building out the principles to helping me to figure out what good looked like under each selected principle or behavior. Yeah. And we subsequently started selling this as a product to our consulting clients. Uh, who were doing major change management, who are doing um, start doing startups, looking at proper selection systems. So we started building competency or principle-based frameworks for them that they can manage stuff around. Yeah. 
So in 2015, uh, between 2004 and 15, because it was part of the consulting portfolio uh, toolkit is the best way to describe it, um, we sort of half believed that we had it internally, but in essence, we didn't. I started to make it a little bit more formal because it was in 2015 that we made we made the decision to move from um, purely consulting into software. So that in itself would have made a big difference to us because we were going to be hiring different people doing different jobs and not just being consultants. So we, we began to become a little bit more granular with it. And what I'm talking about there is we added business integrity. And when we put a def, we put the title of business integrity up on the board in front of the five or six people that were working in the organization at the time, and we, we defined out a definition, we then basically said, okay, well, what does good look like on, under business integrity? And at that stage, we revisited teamwork, flexibility, mm-hmm. and initiative and execution. Mm-hmm. So we got everybody to buy in. And I was shouting down a hollow pipe is the best way I can describe it. People were listening, but they weren't hearing. And I was very passionate about it and people weren't using it. But there was a seminal moment in 2017. Well, there was a seminal moment first off in 2016 where I met a guy called um, Joe Kelleher, who was a consultant with uh, Intertrade Ireland. And after he visited me and he looked at all the stuff on the wall, which was our, which was basically everything that we were doing and our plans and everything, he looked at me and he says, you're a DDO. And I had no idea what a DDO. I was thinking Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. And at the time, I had got obsessed a little bit with, um, with Ray Dalio. And I'd listened to some of Ray Dalio's talks on, the, on open transparency, which I believe that we were or should move to or type of organization. And I was reading about his doc collector and being completely intrigued by it and how we could actually possibly adapt something like that within to HR Locker or HR Interventions Limited. Um, so when Joe introduced me to the whole concept of DDO and he introduced me to the writings and, and, uh, and teachings of Robert Keegan and how that came about, and I read or listen to, should I say, because I'm dyslexic. Um, I listen to um, an everyone culture. It 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 basically changed everything I was doing from an organization and from a product perspective. And since that, I've listened to it about 13 times and, um, and started to talk about it, rant about it probably within the company at the time when we were putting together our initial team or tech team and whatever. And again, it was met with a hollow pipe. Yeah. And the seminal moment was in 2017 when I found that my CTO at the time was trying to railroad the culture of the business and the technology direction into a certain way and was beginning to corrupt and to poison the culture that was that we were building. In HR Locker. Oh, okay. Um, and after after a while, <clears throat> that particular CTO almost sacked himself, but decided to leave. And he had created 
or there had been created quite a toxic um, culture yeah. uh, in HR Locker at the mm -hmm. time. And I knew this needed to change. And to be honest with you, when we revisited the principles and people began to see how that individual and a number of other individuals who were in the business were, in my mind, railroading stuff, and people began to see that, then they realized what the power of a principle-based organization and the whole concept of a deliberate development organization was all about. Mm -hmm. We put adult development at the center of our strategy, not technology development, not people development, not training and development, but adult development. And what I mean by that is where you put the adult at the center of everything. And by doing that, you can then mix work-life balance, work-home balance, learning, everything. And the person is encouraged to bring one person to work. The person who does the job uh, and doesn't bring that second person to work, which many people do to other organizations, is the person who's hiding their vulnerability. So it took us two years, really, to, to let's say, change the toxic culture into an open, transparent organization where we put people at the center of what we're doing and, most importantly, that we provide a safe place to fail as an organization. And it's been in the last three years since 2007, and that, that seminal moment that we started on the journey to becoming uh, a DDO, and we started to manage our business through our principles.